I, I was saying earlier, I just told Pastor Allen, thank you for the song. I didn't know if they were going to pull that off. Night of the Roxbury, you know, what is love? We have to be careful because our, our friends at, at, at Facebook kick us offline a lot of times whenever we uh, use songs that sound too familiar. And for those of you that are watching, if, if you just lost us for a few moments, we apologize. Uh, but just come and join us in person if you can. In fact, I, I love we had somebody that was in, in our first service today. They've, they travel around the country and said, hey, you're so much better live and in person than on a 32-inch screen in, in our um, uh, you know 18-wheeler that we drive around. I, I said, first of all, I didn't know I could fit on a 32-inch screen, to be honest with you. Uh, I, my mom always said I was big boned. I know what she was saying there, but... Um, uh, but but it was just it's good to have you here and we're glad that you are with us today. Those of you that are, can we just welcome our online audience today? Come on, somebody. Hey, and 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 just by by a show of hands in this room, how many of you have, have taken advantage of an online service at some point? It's good to have that, right? Awesome. So I'm thankful for technology and our media team. There are guys that are just making this happen right now. And let's just show some love and honor to them. We got, hey, listen, we, we have guys that are hidden in crevices and closets all over this building, and they're just piping in the gospel message literally to the ends of, of the earth. And, um, and so thank you guys, media team, creative teams for all that you guys do. We're going to launch into a new service today, and I wore my preaching pants today. I know what some of you are saying, bro, pinstripes don't go with Nikes. Um, all the young kids say they do these days, and so I was just trying to be a little bit younger than what I am. But I, actually, I'm actually comfortable, Pastor Mark. This is um, anyway. But but today, I'm glad you're here because we're starting a new series. By the way, I'm so glad we're off that fasting series. Amen. How many of you made yourself sick this week when you came off of it? Yeah, one or two of you. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go for the whole year. I'm just going to, just kidding. It's not about bragging and all that stuff. No, but it was a great series. If you weren't with us the month of January, I hope you'll go back and listen online to our Unbound series. Absolutely will set you free. It was, it was a great time. But I'm excited about this one. This is the month of February. This is called the Love Month. For some of you men right now, listen, Valentine's is not this week, so you're okay. You still have a few more days to order something from Amazon, or if you're like me, you run down to, to Walgreens in the last minute, you know, and, and, and pilfer through the cards. Just make sure the card you picked up is not for your mom, if it's for your spouse, you know. You can get a little confused, and sometimes I like to go into the card section and just put cards in the wrong sections, so that somebody that's, you know, looking for a card for Valentine's picks up a, you know, bar mitzvah card or something, and it's just really awkward when the person opens that. So, but that's just demented, I know. But anyway, we're excited about this series entitled, What is Love? I think love is something every one of us that are watching and listening today, we all can relate to the word love. We all want it, do we not? We all want love. We, 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 we all want to, to be loved. We want to be the, the recipients of love. When someone loves us, oftentimes they do nice things for us, right? The opposite of love would be, I guess, hate or not loved or whatever. But, but every human being, I think, we crave and we long for love. 
We, we, we look for, but then we also look for ways to, to give that. We look for ways to demonstrate that, right? We, we, we come up with creative ways to, to show someone just exactly how we feel towards them, right? Love, it's a powerful, powerful thing. And I think every created human being desires love. Now, it's a great word in our English vocabulary, but I also think it's the most abused and misunderstood word in our vocabulary. Some of us just thinking of, of that even right now, we, we've seen that word love abused. Some of us have, have, have been the recipients of, of maybe somebody saying they loved us only for their actions to prove otherwise, right? Or maybe we've, we've experienced someone who, who, who had a greedy type of love. Well, here's what we're going to do over the next few weeks. I, I want us to, to, to try to unpack and come up with what the true definition of love is. And, and I just want to let you know something. Our culture has distorted it big time, right? You know, there, there are so many songs. This morning during our pastor's prayer time, man, I just, I was off the rails today, guys. I, I really was, meaning that I was just wound up. I, I, I just, ah, they had to reel me in. In fact, I think somebody tranquilized me in order for me to calm down a little bit this morning. But I'm the thing about all these songs, what is love? You know, I think of Tina Turner, what's love? I mean, all these songs kept coming to my mind, right? And, and our world has just got such a distorted view on what I believe is a beautiful word and a beautiful concept when it's handled the right way. So here's what I've done for this series. I'm not consulting Dr. Phil or Dr. Ruth and what this word love is. I'm not looking to Tina Turner or the guys from Saturday Night Live to show me or tell me what real love is. We're crazy here at 1910 Church. Some of you say, tell me something we don't already know, bro. I mean, you're wearing pinstripes with sneakers, okay? Um, we're going to get to the owner's manual to determine what love is. Do you ever read the Bible? Yes. I'm telling you, it, it's good for you. This is good stuff. And, and, and I don't know when something goes wrong at your house or, or in life, a lot of times you, you, you revert to the owner's manual to see how it should function or operate, or you Google it and look at YouTube or whatever, right? But I just want to tell you something. I thought for this series, it would be great for us to look and see what God's word says about love. Because here's the deal. He created it. He, he, he made it. Right? I, I, I remember one of the songs I do remember. In fact, uh, this morning it came to my mind through, through our prayer time. Is that I remember learning that very truth as a young boy in, in, in Sunday school class. That God is love. Praise him, praise him, all you little children. God is love, God is love. Come on, how many knows what I'm talking about right there? We learn that. We know, so I just thought in this series, guys, we're going to look at what God defines love as. Amen. So you're going to have to be, you're going to have to fight through any preconceived ideas of how the world has programmed you in relation to this word. Is that all right? Now, I also want to encourage you with something. When, when I start preaching today about love, listen, I, I don't want you to be thinking of other people thinking like, yeah, I wish they were here right now. They need this one. Now, this is for all of us, okay? You only have to sit and endure this for 30 minutes, but for months, I'm gonna tell you something. The Holy Spirit has been beating me up with, especially the one today. It's, it's, it's big. And so I wanna encourage you to fight through the, the um, uh, what am I trying to say? Fight through the, um, 
urge, thank you, the urge, thank you, Mother Duff, the urge to insert someone else into this needing this sermon. And I want you to let the Holy Spirit of God do a work in your life. Over the next few weeks, here's what we're going to see. We're going to see what real love is, and you're going to begin to think about how you demonstrate these, this, these types of love in, in, in various situations and scenarios, but, but we're going to have to give ourselves a checkup to see how am I living this out based on God's standard. Now, when you look in scripture, there are, there, there are four Greek words that, that, that really summarize types of love that we find in the Bible. One of those is the Greek word eros. And that basically is the word in which we get our, our word erotic. That is nothing but physical type of love, okay? Uh, you also have storge, storge, S-T-O-R-G-E, storge. And uh, that is family type of love. It's this natural love that happens between parents to their children, maybe between a brother and sister, <laughs> I told you we're going to have to work on this, right? Because sometimes it's hard for that brother-sister type of love to be present from a biblical perspective, right? We're going to look at philea. We get a, a word that means brotherly love. There's a city called Philadelphia, right? I know they're in the Super Bowl, and, and people have already been reminding me of that this week, right? Uh, but that means brotherly love, that, and that's, that, that's kind of a reciprocal type of love. I mean, you see grown men at football games that have drank too much beer, bumping chests and saying, I love you, man, and I love you, man, and, and they, they kind of have a distorted view, really, what I think is a beautiful thing, right? But, but, but that, that, that type of operation from that perspective. It's like, I love you if you love me, or I love you if you do something good for me. It's kind of a reciprocal type thing, and we're going to unpack that. But today, we're going to start with what I believe is the foundational love of all loves. In fact, if, if, if we can get this type of love right today, you don't have to come the rest of the month. If you could just latch on, and, and somehow today, if, if we could just really, really wrap our minds around this type of love, it, it is the foundational love of all loves. If, 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 if we can get this one right, check this out. My love towards my spouse is going to be right and appropriate. If I can get this type of love that we're going to unpack today, if I can get it right, listen, our families will be stronger and healthier. Brothers and sisters will get along. Come on, somebody. He's a God of miracles. Amen. If I get this type of love that we're going to unpack today, if we get this right, check this out. We will love people the right way and the appropriate way. Today, I want us to look at a Greek type, a Greek word called agape which basically means an unconditional love that gives and expects nothing in return. This is a selfless, sacrificial type of love. We oftentimes call this one God love. This is the way that God loves. And by the way, how many of you know that God loves in ways that we oftentimes do not? Come on. In fact, can I just tell you something today? Before you ever thought about loving, God already did. Before you ever thought about even giving him any of your worship or your praise or saying, I love you, God, he was already demonstrating and lavishing his great love on you. 
In fact, if there's something you need to know about God today, some of you might be new, this might be your first time and you don't know anything about faith and what we stand for as Christians and all, you need to understand something about God. God is love. And so the best example and the best picture of what we know is what real love is, is to look at him. God is love. I didn't say that God is bad and God is mean and God is judgmental and God is ruthless and we have all these misconceptions about him. You need to know this. At his very core, he's agape. God is love. He loves us unconditionally. He gives love even knowing that we may never reciprocate or give it back to him. We're going to see today that his love is selfless. And we will definitely come to an understanding today that it is sacrificial. Scripture says that there's no greater love than this, than a man laid down his life for his friends. And even through our journey together today, we're going to see that God even demonstrates love towards enemies. I told you this was going to be a hard one. But we have to start with agape because everything else hinges from this is the foundation that has to be laid. Now, I don't know about you, but but it's hard for me to have agape all the time, (laughs) even sometimes. Agape is this love for all mankind, despite who they are, despite what they do. It's just love. Regardless of if they ever reciprocate, regardless if they ever think kindly of me, regardless if they ever give me a thumbs up on any social media post, agape simply is I'm going to love because that's just who I am. Are we okay so far? 11 o'clock. What would Jesus say about love? You don't have the scripture, but you have to start here in Matthew chapter 22 when, when Jesus says that we should love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Pastor Angie, I think, just said something about the most important decision you'll ever make in your life is to say yes to Jesus as Lord and Savior. Didn't you say something like that? Right. And I believe that the greatest, uh, the greatest person should be the recipient of our love and affection is God himself. Love him above everything. Jesus said that in Matthew 22. And and, and I just wish that, 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 that we would have stopped the chapter or we could have gone to the next book of Mark, but, but it doesn't end there. That same thought is carried out when Jesus says, but I want to let you know that there's a second commandment that is almost as great as the first one. And then this is one of those parts of the Bible that I just wish I would have been okay without it. And Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. How many of you have heard that before, right? Great words on a, on, in, in the Bible, right? Great sermon to preach. Hard to live out, is it not? How can we get to this place where we love as God loves, where we have agape towards every man, woman, boy, and girl, regardless if they ever give us a card on Valentine's or Christmas, or they remember our birthday, or they clap for us whenever they're, regardless of what they ever do, how can we 
agape. Love, no conditions, unconditionally. Look at what Jesus would say in, in Luke chapter 6, I believe. Luke chapter 6, he, Jesus would say this in, in verse 27. He said, if you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. <laughs> right? I mean, so, listen, if you're just going to love people, if you're just going to reciprocate towards people who love you, that's no big deal. E even sinners love that. So the church, that hits hard for us, does it not? Wow. So look what he says in verse 35 here. He says, love your enemies. Again, why, Jesus? Can we not just move on? Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will truly be acting as children of the most high. Children of who? The most high. So when I love without expecting anything in return, Jesus says, then you are acting like a child of God. Does that not hit somebody hard today? Does that not make... I don't know about, but I just, I can just speak for me. And again, don't you be inserting somebody else's name within all this today. Okay. This is for us. This hard for me that, 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 that I'm going to love not expecting anything in return. And when I just agape, when I just agape, agape when I love with expected, that is then when I am considered a child of the most high, the most high calls me his when he sees me operating and functioning from a spirit of love that is selfless, that is sacrificial, that is not based on conditions or what somebody does for me. I, I visited with someone a, a few years back and, and they declared this in front of me. Said, you know, I've come to understand that I only hang out with people that can do something for me that, that will benefit me and that I like. They have a boat, so I'm going to hang out with them because I want to play in the boat with them. Or hey, they, 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 they go hunting or fishing and, and, I wanna, and I'm going, wow. But is that not how a lot of us function? If you're good to me, makes it easier for me to be good to you. You say nice things about me. You like my stuff. You know what? I'll give you a shout out. Come if you love, hey, you treat my kids well, I'll treat. We're like that, aren't we? Guys, that's not Agape. And that is one of these distorted views that culture has fed us for far too long, right? I'll love you, spouse, if you do. Mm. That's why I'm saying if we can wrap our minds around agape, that is selfless, unconditional, no strings attached. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how our relationships would just flourish and go to the next level? Jesus would say this in John chapter three, verse 16. Maybe you've heard this one before. Jesus would say this, for this is how God loved the world. He gave, what did he do? He gave, he gave his one and only son so that everyone who, you know what that means? It means everyone, it means all. 
He gave, he, he gave his only son so that everyone, so that all who believe in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Guys, do, do, do you know that, that even the most wicked person that you can think of right now is the recipient of God's agape love? Come on, does that hit you? Even the most wicked. When, 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 when the word says that God gave his son and he died for everyone, that means everyone and all. I don't know about you, but that's convicting to me. And I've known that verse for, well, all my life. I'm not gonna fill in the blank there how many years that is. But I've known that but it still hurts when I read that because I'm just going to be honest. I'm just speaking for me. You speak for you, but I'm just speaking for me because I still, sometimes it's hard for me. Like, Oh, but I wonder if John knew what they were going to say about me. Would Jesus, I wonder, Jesus, did you really know how they were going to hurt me or make me feel. See, it's all about me, isn't it? But yet when Jesus agapes, it's not about him. It's about others. And that's what's so hard for us because we don't love like God loves. Even the most wicked person is the recipients of God is the recipient of God's great love. He loved us before we ever loved him. And I want somebody to hear that today. You don't have to get your life right and figure it all out for you to say yes to Jesus and, be the, and let him just shower you with this agape love that I'm talking about. He already loves you that way. He already loves you. I, I just want to invite you to become a part of the family so that his spirit can be deposited in you and then that you can begin to love people the way he loves us. the recipient of God's great love. No strings attached. And, and, and when I'm reminded of, of how he loves everyone, guys, I'm telling you, wow. If, 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 if God can love me that way, who am I to say then I'm not going to love you. Ah, that's the way that he's loved me. Shame on us. But we do it, do we not? Church, can you imagine what it would look like? Let's just start within this room or wherever you're watching online. Just start here. Can you imagine what this environment would look like if we just started loving with agape? You know, I, I, now I'm not gonna say that, but if we would just start loving with agape, Hmm. Well, I know that those are great words on a page. And I know it's real easy for Jesus to love like that, Jason, because he's God. He's, he's, he's human form of God, right? I get that. But how do I live that out? 
You, you don't know what they've said. You don't know what they've done. You don't know what's been printed about. You don't know. I, I don't. And, but he does. And I just simply know that his challenge for us today is still this, to love and to agape. What's that look like for us? Well, I want to I wanna look, if I can, to, to another passage in Luke, the night of Jesus's arrest. And let me, let me just paint the picture for you before we get into verse 49. G- Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane and he's praying, right? And remember, he has chosen three of his best to come with him to pray in the garden. Um, I don't know if it's easy for you to always do what Jesus asked you to do, but, but I love this passage from this angle that even his three chosen ones, they still screwed up and messed up. Jesus had asked them to do what? Would you come and watch with me while I go over to pray? Would you keep watch, right? But we know that while Jesus is praying and grieving and anguish in the garden, he knows the events of the arrest that are about to happen. He knows the crucifixion is in his future, right? He asked him to pray. He's wrestling. What do we find those three chosen disciples doing? They're sleeping. Kind of like a sermon on a Sunday in churches across America. A lot of parishioners Sleep sometimes, right? I get it. That's okay. But, um, but they're sleeping. We know that there's a disciple that left the dinner early that night because he had made arrangements with the Roman soldiers. This disciple's name was we know that Judas had already schemed with the Roman soldiers to, to, to sell Jesus out. Hey, I, I will, and, and there will be a sign. We'll have a signal so that when we go to the place where he is, listen, I will show you who he is by how? A kiss. A kiss. One of the most intimate things, even still today in the Middle East, you still will find grown men greeting each other. It's just a sign of brotherhood. It's a sign of acceptance. It's a sign of love. It's a sign of affection. Not in a creepy, weird way. But it's this kiss And of course, we know what happens here. They show up in the garden. Jesus is praying. And I love what it says in verse 49. And I want us to learn from this today. It says, when the other disciples saw what was about to happen, they exclaimed, they must have woken up. They exclaimed, Lord, should we fight? We brought the swords. And one of them struck at the high priest's slave, slashing his right ear off. Man, I love the Bible, don't you? Listen, listen, this is a book of love. This is a love story. It's all about love. But in the midst of all of it, man, you find some really cool stuff, right? Slashes the ear off of this guy that's coming to arrest Jesus. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear. And he healed him. In this, what is Jesus's final miracle? I believe we find a lesson for us in the church today. Because I think that Jesus is looking around at us and he's seeing how we treat one another and love one another. And he's screaming at us those same four words words. No more of this. No more of this. You know, I think there's part of me that says, man, I love the tenacity of 
Peter would be the disciple that we know that, that lopped the ear off of the priest, the, priest slave, the, the slave. We, 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 we love that, but yet the greater part is how Jesus shows agape towards his enemy here. If I would have been there that night, I'm gonna be honest with you. I might have just left the ear in the dirt. Bleed. You do deserve this. You've hurt me. You're hurting us. And you, ah. I probably would have had the same anger at times in my life of Peter, just ready to throw hands, right? Anybody ever been there? Come on, please help me out. Thank you. But yet this, these three verses, they hurt me because in the midst of all of the melee that night in the garden, I find Jesus. He knows he knows they're about to shackle him. He knows they're about to lead him to, to, to a mock trial. He knows that the cross awaits him. He knows the pain that he's about to go through. But yet, he shows agape. It hits me hard. What's the message for me? And maybe what might be a message for us church today? Well, the word forgiveness is a big one to me right now. Because it's hard for me sometimes. Anybody else struggle with that? Come on. It's hard for me to, to forget things. It's, 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 it's hard for me to, to, you've hurt my family. You've hurt me. You've said this. You've done that. You, 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 you don't even love the Lord. Why would I? But yet agape, God love is different than the way we often love. What would happen? If we lived and demonstrated such a radical, selfless love that despite what other people said, did, or never said or did, we just loved people because they are created beings in the image of God, just like me. Are you with me today? So what does that look like for us? Well, maybe it's forgiving someone that's done you wrong. Maybe it's, 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 it's pushing the delete button of a memory. And guys, I know that it's hard because some of us have been the recipients of, of maybe some sort of abusive type of love or hey, maybe even some school days in, in which somebody said something wrong with us. So they picked us last and we're still carrying that, right? 
or I didn't get the Valentine card from the beauty queen or the king or whatever, or no one ever gave me a chance, or you've said these things about me and you wrote me off, or hey, dad, where were you? You left. It's hard, isn't it? But I'm just telling you, God today is calling us to know more of this. And he's saying, hey, listen, I'm setting an example. I'm giving you some words today. And you need to know that out of our own strength, we will not be able to live this out. You know that, right? But I'm telling you through the power of the Holy Spirit of Jesus that lives within me, that gives me the best chance to live the way that God is calling us to live. I'll never be able to love my wife out of the flesh the way that God wants me to, but by his spirit, I can. I'll never be the dad to my daughters that, that living out of the flesh and just trying to read some how to be a better dad and taking her to more daddy-daughter dances if I don't allow the Spirit of God to do a work in me, right, and love them the way that he would want me to. I'll never love you guys the way that God calls me to if I just say, Dad, come on, I'm just going to, I preached, I better do it, I'm going to work. No, 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 I've got to let the power of Christ do it within me. Are you with me today? And it will be for you as well. As I press in in prayer and as I ask God to do a work in me and as I depend on his power to do it within me, what might happen if we put on display agape? That's what our world needs. What is love? It's loving unconditionally with no expectation of anything being returned. It's a selfless love. It's a sacrificing love. I love because I just, I love. Can I just remind you that there are no enemies in heaven? Only children of the most high God. <laughs> Remember what it said in Luke? Why can't we just start living that out now here on earth? Where we love the way that he loves us. I think there's, for me, a man besides Jesus, but a man that's more current in modern time that, that I can look back and even learn from as well that demonstrated agape love. In fact, he spoke about it. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said this, an overflowing love which seeks nothing in return. Agape is the love of God operating in the human heart. Those words hit hard because we know what Dr. King endured throughout his lifetime. Those words hit different when we know his story and what he went through and faced, but yet he still says, it's this type of love that we need. I have a challenge for you this week. Is that okay? I have a challenge for you. I, I, I want to encourage you to begin to live this out, but I want to encourage you to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 this week. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is called the what chapter? It's called the love chapter. And 
I want you to know that the love that you're gonna read about this week, there's only 13 verses. But what you're gonna read about the type of love in 1 Corinthians 13 is agape love. It's the type of love that I've just described to you today. I wanna encourage you to read through that. And maybe you need to ask yourself this question. How can I demonstrate radical, selfless love to someone undeserving? Wow. Is there forgiveness from a family member or just you need to demonstrate love somehow or maybe something that someone has said about you or whatever that you need to demonstrate agape to? Selfless, radical love. Maybe it's someone at a stoplight holding a sign. Come on, pastor. Now you're we're, we're, we're not to sit there and try to determine what they do or don't do, right? Let me just remind you, Jesus knew when he hung on the tree that you and I would still be boneheads and make poor decisions, right? Anybody perfect in this room? Let me see your hand today. <laughs> no. But yet he still went to the cross on our behalf, did he not? Although he knew that we would still make poor choices. And, 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 and oh, by the way, hey, when, when, when I talk about there's, there's no one too wicked for the love of Christ. Hey, remember who was also crucified next to him that day? Two men that we would label what? Thieves. Criminals. One trash talker, the other. Hey, shut up, bro. This man, I mean, you know the story, right? But yet we still find Jesus in his most agonizing time, still loving. There's your mother, John. Take care. We still find him agape. Who needs your love? The love of Christ demonstrated to them this week. And, and let me just tell you, remind you what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. You guys just go ahead and stand up with me today. You're going to read this, but I just want to remind you of something. The very last verse in 1 Corinthians 13 says this. Three things that will last forever. Faith, hope, and, and the greatest of these is, somebody said charity. That's right. Charity, love, the greatest. I can have faith to move mountains, but if I have love, what good is that? I have tremendous hope that my God is able and my God's going to, but if I don't have love, I'm telling you, this is the foundation for us. So Lord, I pray that we'd learn from your script today, Jesus, that we would build our lives based on who you are and what you do, Lord. Lord, you're worthy of every song we sing. God, you're worthy of it all. And God, let us learn from you today on what it means to love as you love.